0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to do a little mini episode, basically just an auction draft review. Basically off our auction draft we did the other night, we had our first Big league auction draft. I guess this is kind of what, Jeff, you'd say our, our B league, really. You know, It's not, it's not the big league. It's the, the one before it. It's the same kind of setup. It's a 10-team auction keeper league, though. So always fun to do. But I think we did this one a little early this year, so it's a little bit harder to do with injuries still coming up. But I think it went well. And, Jeff, I think you think it went probably really well.
1: I mean – yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, my team ended up very, very good, so I'm happy about that. It was a, it was a fun draft too, with all the all the guys we get to uh, get to talk to again from from high school and wherever we have met them along the way.
0: Yeah, and that's. I mean, we posted up the teams on Instagram, and everyone. I mean, there was more than one comment saying basically Jeff's team is probably the best they've ever seen, but it's had something to do with the fact that your keepers were David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah I, don't, oh, I, I don't want
1: people to get confused. I mean, yes, it's, it's not. you can't <laughs> usually get that team. This is, uh, if you will, this is a couple nah. years in the making. And this is, you know, in a keeper league, yep. that's, you get rewarded for drafting well. So <laughs> that's, that's what I got. <laughs> Yo,
0: well, <laughs> yeah, you have a pretty good start there. So well, we're not going to really talk about the teams necessarily. We're just going to talk about some things we noticed in the draft, you know. Some situations. It's always good to talk about auction. We've had a few people ask about auction, and we haven't talked as much about it lately, which we should because auction is, I mean, to me, auction is the, by far the best option. I like auction much more than I like a snake draft. I understand people wanting to do snake drafts. It's easy. Sometimes maybe with with newer people to, the, to fantasy football, it's a lot easier. But, I mean, I think auction is the way to go. You don't have to. If you want players, you can get certain. You can get any player you want if you want them badly enough.
1: Without a doubt, I, I love auction. I love what it brings to the table, and it, you know, it, especially after you've played um, at least a few years and you really get into it, uh, you try an auction compared to a snake, and, and you will feel like you're getting trapped into places where you have to pick certain people. Um, yeah, and and not only yeah, that, exactly. but I mean, you know, I, I like this because you have to pay attention the entire time. Um, you know, as soon as someone's nominated and his price starts going up, um, you have to stay cool, calm, and collected yep. and, you know, decide if you're going to bid, if you're going to try to, you know, raise it. You have to – there's a whole lot more to actually consider when you're going into an auction. And, yep. and, for, and I think it's way more fun, too, because I think the stakes are a lot higher every single pick. Um, and, I mean, we were laughing. Uh, me and Craig were texting before the, the draft last night. And, you know, we were, (laughs) Craig was like, I can't believe this, but I'm actually getting nervous (laughs) because we got so used to doing snake drafts for, you know, (laughs) preparing for the season that we forgot, like, how intense it gets right before before it launches.
0: Yep, and that's, you definitely, you can't just, like, go into an auction to start the year, like, without having done an an auction before. I mean, we did it with this one, really, but that's why. This one is kind of our warm-up league to our bigger league, which is in a couple weeks. So that's why we kind of did that. Like, if this you need to do some mock auction drafts. It's not quite the same, but it, you have to get into that mindset and do a few of them. Cause I think everyone's going to be different. Like some things, I mean, some crazy things. Like in this one, the sense it's it's a keeper league,
1: there's,
0: there was a little bit less running backs on the board, but the one main one was Zeke. So I went big for Zeke. Cause I pretty much knew coming out of this draft, you needed a top running back. And if you didn't get a top running back, I think you're going to be hurting. So I spent $74 out of a $200 budget on Zeke. That's a, hefty price. I've, I've not actually seen somebody go that high in an auction.
1: I, I haven't either. But, and that's actually a good, but, a good point though. So after you did spend that much money on Zeke, yep. uh, well, you know, yep. what did it feel like? Because a lot of people will have that, uh, that option where they have to go big on one or two players. Yep. Yours was one. Well, but I mean, w- and luckily, what was your experience after the fact? Well,
0: I say, well luckily, I, I mean, I already had two great keepers in Melvin Gordon and Odell Beckham so I could do it. Like, and that's a lot of things. It has to be your situation if it's just a straight redraft auction. It's a little different. Maybe I feel like those prices will actually be a little lower because it's it's still there's Zeke, Johnson, and Bell out there. But I feel like if you're in a draft, you get one of those three. But with me, when I did that, it basically made it to the point where I had to start getting Zeke made it so I had to get values at other places. I couldn't go for any really the big wide receivers on the board anymore. I couldn't go for any more big running backs. I had to try to take more risk, I guess, in a way, and then shore it up with safe guys at the end. Like my risks were – Sammy Watkins which a lot of people aren't you know excited about him because of the injuries but like somebody like that you can get because you can get him for a little bit lower price but he has high upside so that's what you end up having to do when you go really big is like maybe get some more high upside guys with a little more risk so I got Watkins I got Eddie Lacey Martavis Bryant those kind of the riskier plays I guess you would say then you shore it up with some little bit better options like a Mike I got Mike Wallace for a dollar which I think's I mean, he's not exciting enough for a dollar take him. And Willie Sneed, more of those safe guys, you know what I mean? So I think that's what you got to do if you don't have as much money. And when you went into it, like how – say you got – you had those good backs, so you were just targeting wide receivers too.
1: Yeah, and it's and up- kind of the opposite of yours, right, because you had to go big on one yep. guy where I literally yep. was in the position where I was set, right, at running back. I had no problems. So what I was going to do is I was going to sit back and first of all, I was I was I started by nominating like a kicker in defense because no one's going to bid you for them, so I'm just going to get who I want. I was just
0: looking to, and you got Matt Bryant, Houston Texans D, which could be some of the best options there, and that's a good way to do it. Yeah, I actually and, I nom I nominated Vinatieri and somebody bid me another dollar, yeah, so.
1: it'll happen sometimes. But I mean, good for them, like <laughs> let them take it for two bucks, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so sure. that's how I started off, and then basically I just waited for, um, people that looked like they were going to go for a good price. So I was in the bidding a yep. lot. But really, I I kept in the bidding for Des Bryant because he went for undervalue. So I got him right off the board. And then when Damaris Thomas came up, um, I got him for 20, which I thought was a huge steal. So basically, I think that's great value. And then all of a sudden, you know, your roster is looking pretty good. I have two wide receivers, two running backs. um, And then then I knew the next big guy I wanted to go for. So I decided to uh, target Aaron Rodgers. But the thing about that, and this is a very good lesson to learn, but Man. some people are going to love a player more than you do. And I thought I was willing to go 10 over his asking price because I had the money, I had the players already, that would have put me in a position yep. where I could just dominate. Um, but he went for so much money that even I 39? Yeah, so he had 39, <laughs> and he was only supposed to, what, I think 25? Um, yep. So basically I just said, hey, like, I'm, this bidding war has gotten out of control. I can get a quarterback for much less. So I let him go, um, but it, it just shows you there's certain players that if you th- you can't just have one guy in your mind because someone will love yep. him more a lot, and that was just the yep. the thing with Aaron Rodgers. So I ended up getting um, my my boy uh, cousins,
0: <laughs> cousins. <clears throat> sorry Kirk oh, Cousins
1: no. for only six dollars, which is wonderful. Okay. Right.
0: The, okay, the quarterback thing is very interesting to me because. We've, we've talked a lot about waiting on quarterback and getting cheap quarterbacks, but obviously sometimes there's situations where you can try to like you try to get Rogers. It made sense. You already had Bell and Johnson, and you had the room to do it. Exactly. If you don't, like 39 dollars is crazy, because that's OK. Rogers went for 39. The second highest, I think, was Tom Brady. Brady ended up going for, if I have it right, about 18 dollars. And then you had Matt Ryan actually next at 16. And then the next highest was i believe drew Brees, which actually went lower than matt ryan went for 13 okay and those were the big time those are the big guys Ev- everyone else went for much much cheaper and so even andrew luck because the injury concern andrew luck went for four dollars <laughs>
1: which is a great so steal if for whoever you, got him like you know as soon as he comes back exactly but you're, gonna have to, you're probably going to miss a few games of him not being andrew luck
0: but here's where i think i love that still waiting on quarterback strategy cam newton who we're not as high on, you know, but there's potential there yet. He went for $1. $1. I got Russell Wilson for $3. I mean, you got Jameis as your backup to Kirk Cousins for $2. Yeah. I I mean, to me, and Ben Roethlisberger went for $2. I think, let's see here, Phillip Rivers, I know, went for very cheap as well. Philip Rivers went for $1. To me, those are just some great values out there, and that's why I think you definitely, if you're in a situation where you can go after Rodgers, sure, go after Rodgers, but you don't need to. And you can get a great quarterback, and it takes, it, it's, you're, these quarterbacks are costing you the same amount of money that Robert Turbin is costing. Like, Cam Newton went for the same amount of money as Robert Turbin and Shane Vereen. Like, that is, as much as you're down on Cam Newton, you're not down on him that much,
1: it's, No, I and, No, and, and that's, you know, we talk about both positions, but quarterback and tight end, if you yep. need to save money, those are the places to do it. And I, I really do. Yep. If you're not, you know, especially in most in most drafts, in most auction yep. drafts, if you're going to get one of the top three running backs like me and Craig had, you're, you're probably going to be a little strapped for cash at the end. Um, yep. So that's the perfect place to spend two, three bucks on a starting quarterback. And then once again, two, three bucks on a tight end that is going to mm-hmm. be very, very good. I mean, Jimmy what? Graham went for five bucks. I think the only... I think there was three that went for some serious bucks, like dollars, and that was Kelsey. Uh, actually, Reed actually might have been a steal too, but Kelsey oh, Reed Gronk was, for sure.
0: Yeah, Gronk went for 33. So he went. He, he's always going to go high, and I'm, that's why I'm never going never to have him on my team. Even um, Olsen went for 13. Reed was the steal at five because everyone's really concerned, but I think five, even for a guy I'm concerned about, that's a great price. I really yeah, like that, that a lot. That is for him, yes. I kind of wish I wouldn't let that one go. Graham went for five, you know, kind of a thing. I don't have uh, Kelsey's number right in front of me right now, but I know Kelsey had a little bit of a bidding war going on for him, and he was getting up there in price. But that's the thing. That's where – this is kind of how my – and yeah, Kelsey went for 15, which, oh, man, the team that got Kelsey also got Greg Olson. $15 and $13 on tight ends, $28 on tight ends for two of them. Yeah, right. that was a mistake. Yeah. <clears throat> You got to have a little better strategy than that, people. Come on. This is,
1: I do have to say this for the league. It actually makes it almost difficult at times because it's like the wild west of (laughs) fantasy football. Like, right? Our people are crazy in here. They'll try anything.
0: Well, that's what I I think. If you're a regular, okay, you're just a regular, it's a redraft auction. There's no key involved. You get, at the very least, you get a top five running back. If you don't want to go insane, go for Val Johnson, Zeke, I understand. But get McCoy or Gordon. You have like in an auction. You have that ability to end up with one of those guys. I think every single time you need to leave the draft with one of those guys. I, it just there's no way around it to me. And then if you spend big and get those like get a top running back, get a top receiver in these kind of things, you can make you can round a team with a very cheap quarterback and a very cheap tight end, but they're still very good. And these wide receivers, you can fill up the end of wide receivers fine. Like Willie Sneed cost me twelve bucks. That's not much. That's perfectly fine value. You know, first player like that. And like like you, you got Macklin for six. Macklin's a good back-end wide receiver for six bucks. You know, those kind of players. You know, it's just, yeah. I think that's the way to go because you need those top running backs. And I don't think, for some reason, people just, they get into an auction and they think, oh, the prices are going crazy. But you know what? You better go into it with a, a spreadsheet almost with your tiers on it. Have your rankings and know, okay, I need to get a player before this tier ends. You know, kind of a thing. And the problem is if you wait until it's the last player on tier, what happens is Lamar Miller happens in our draft.
1: <laughs> this was my favorite because I give Lamar Miller so much shit. And not because he's not, you know, he's not the worst no. player in the world, but I just always think and, he's overdrafted. And then this happened and I was just like blowing uh, Craig up and I was like, yeah, he, That's went all for, he went for $52. It,
0: it's insane. And the reason he went for $52 is because he was at the end of a tier. It was kind of people all kind of realized, oh, wait a second. I don't think there's anybody else left after this. You know, at least in that same category maybe that you would think lamar miller was which i don't know if he is there but 52 dollars, man that is it's crazy i and i think that you i think you can't you can't wait until the tier is almost over you know what i mean and that ends up happening once you get a little bit into the draft it doesn't happen right away people aren't panicking but it's like it's still early but it's when you those top guys are going away it, people will panic and those prices go up because mccoy went for 58 lamar miller is only six dollars cheaper than mccoy that's crazy you know, because McCoy was a second yeah. running back off the board, so you're able to get him maybe for a little bit of better value. It's just, I think you need to get end up with, in an auction. You have all the power in the world. You need to come out with the top running back. And I think, I think we did pretty well. If you take our two teams, Jeff, we have four of the top five running backs. So you have one and two, and I have I have three <laughs> and probably five with Gordon. So <laughs> yeah,
1: and even if and uh, even if I didn't, even if I wasn't, you know, even if I wasn't keeping both of two of the best running backs in the game. I definitely would have went after yep. one of them. I mean, luckily, I probably wouldn't have had to go quite as hard as Craig had to. <laughs> he was just in the bad position of going for the last guy in that tier. But I, I definitely would have got one, and I actually liked how it worked out as far as the rest of my running back. Oh, yeah. I held on to cash, and this is a wonderful part, and it does show you that you can get value later on. And it also shows you that it definitely depends when you, uh, when you actually put someone up for auction. So you can nominate players, and... Uh, you know, it's very easy to see. The first one, they always go for a little bit, and then there's kind of a lull, and then it goes back up, and usually you get through all of the main guys, like probably top 10 in, you know, both positions, wide receiver, running back, and people are kind of, uh, their money is depleted by a large extent. So now people are starting to get very, very, um, kind of kind of making sure that their money is being spent exactly where yep. they want to. So I started nominating these kind of middle-tier <laughs> running backs, and I got them for... So, C.J. Anderson, you know, is he the greatest thing ever? No, but he has a wonderful position on, on the Broncos. He's going to be their main ball yep. carrier. And I got him for $14. I got Mir Abdullah for <laughs> $13. And then Doug Martin yeah, for 15 that's... So, I got three guys that are very, very playable. So, if I paired those three with a Le'Veon <laughs> Bell and say I couldn't have David Johnson, that would still be a very, very good uh, running back yep. crew.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, that's somehow you ended up with the depth at running back and – also, the top guys, which just doesn't seem to worry. <laughs> right. happen very often.
1: And, yeah, I mean, I, it was a little <laughs> bit of luck as well involved. I mean, when people spend money and when you know when yeah, they can't. Just,
0: I mean, but I think the biggest takeaway is you come out with from the draft with one of those top guys. You need top running back, and if you a top receiver too, I think that's a way to go. We each, I mean, I guess maybe we came out with each two top ten running backs, and each had a top ten, one top ten wide receiver. And I think. If you want to win, that's what you got to do. I really do. And also, another thing, if you are in a keeper league, I think you do have to pay attention to some of the other teams. Like, if you have a team that is absolutely stacked in keepers, like I had to pay attention to what your team had. You had Bell and Johnson coming in. I couldn't just come into a draft and just be like, oh, I'll just kind of build a decent team that can probably win. No, you have to realize you're competing with teams that are just – going to be great teams. You have to make sure you have that potential to have a great team. That's why Zeke, I had to go all out for Zeke. I think you, people sometimes don't maybe don't pay attention to that. They're just they're they're solely concentrated on their team, which is that you want to build your team, but you might have to change your strategy up depending on what other teams are going to look like if it's a keeper league kind of a thing, you know. I couldn't just go into it. you have yeah. to have the talent to match that. Bell and Johnson are so good, you have to get something to match it. Try to match it.
1: Exactly, and to Craig's point, um, the, one of the very smart things he did, not only going for Zeke, but you know, at some point, you only have so much money <laughs> that you can play yeah. with. So basically, he saw my team, and he was like, okay, I'm already behind the eight ball. So obviously, I went for depth, so I have a lot yep. more leeway. Injuries, things like that aren't going to derail me yep. near as quick. Um, but in order to catch up to me faster, he built a very, very strong starting lineup, and he has less of a bench but that just means he has to pay attention a little yep. more on waivers and in, you know, throughout the year and make sure you just add and, and keep kind of toying with your lineup. So he, he'll be able to stick with um, – I mean, he's probably better than the majority of the league, and he probably can stick with me definitely on a week basis. Um, it'll just be whether or not he pays <laughs> attention throughout the year so he can make sure his team is ready yep. for the playoffs. So um, th- what he did was very, very smart. So that's another thing that you have to kind of pay attention to um, – you know, if you're behind the eight ball, spend all that money on guys that are really going to start for you. And don't worry as much about trying to catch the next lightning in the bottle, uh, you know, where I can spend, you know, an extra 10 bucks on someone I don't necessarily have to use because I had the money for, the, you know, for yep. this year. Yeah,
0: and don't end your draft with any money. That's pretty much the, that's another thing. We, I think we all did yeah. well on that. We've, I've, I have had years in the past where I ended up with way too much auction money at the end, and it was that is probably the worst feeling there can be you end up with like 15 extra dollars and your draft is over. There is not much, not many worse feelings than that.
1: (laughs) No, because I mean, that's, you add that on to, you know, another player. And all of a sudden you you have a wide receiver three turning into a wide receiver two. So that was the one thing I wish I, I've loved my team, but I had $5 for my last pick where I really, you know, when it comes down to it, I should have $2 for my yep. last two picks and not, and not care about yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I think that is what I've found myself. It's happened to me before, and you know the more I do auctions, it doesn't happen as much, but I don't think you can wait around very much. People wait too often. They wait too long, and they think, just think, all oh, these guys are going for too high, too high, too high, too high. I'll get value. No, you ha- I think you just have to strike at some point. You have to get talent. You can't just let everybody go off the board. It, what happened is I even had this happen to me in this draft even is it be like okay I'll pass this one up. I'll pass this one up because I have a couple guys I like and it gets to the guys I really like yet and I wasn't the only one who really liked them. And that price got a little bit out of control. Right. So I just I think you just can't sit and wait too long. I think that's kind of what I've learned over doing auctions is you wait longer and longer. Sometimes it'll work out and you'll get really good values, but I think the majority of the time you get yeah, you get good values, but you got a lot of middle tier guys. You know what I mean? You don't have these top-end. You need top-end guys.
1: Yeah, and let's be honest. The, you, know, you can't think that, uh, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers, you can't think that you can wait everyone out and like, let them buy their QB and he's going to be forgotten about. Or, or that goes for any of the top five QBs for well, sure. Yes. Um, for that one, I would almost rather like, hey, I, I like Cousins. Like, I, I knew that he would probably be my second one I went for if you know, Breeze and Brady and Rodgers got yep. out of control. So, basically, for me, I threw Rodgers out there being like, all right, let's see what he goes for. And, I mean, thankfully I did because now I know I can't get him, so it's down to plan B. And I'm not stuck with, hey, if him and every single other one I liked went off the board and all of a sudden I'm in a bidding war and I have to spend $10 over what I thought or I have to jump to you know someone that I'm not wild about, like Cam Newton. Um, It puts me in a bad position. So, definitely – you know, throw those guys out that is your plan A, and if I can get them for a reasonable amount, you know, take them. If not, time to pull back yep. and reconsider.
0: All right. I think that's going to be it for a little auction draft review. We only plan on going about like 8 to 10 minutes, and that's about 20, 21 minutes. There's so much to talk about with auction yeah. an auction draft strategy. <laughs> we sad. could talk about that all day. We could go
1: for days. We love auction. This
0: won't be the – we'll do another one of these where we're really getting more strategy again because there's just so many potential things that could happen. I mean, we'll have another auction draft in two weeks. And we'll probably talk about what happened in that one, and I bet you it'll be different than what happened in this one. It's like it's just still adapting to every situation. Well,
1: yeah, and that one's live, and that'll be uh, that'll be in Pittsburgh this year, actually. And that is our what we call yeah, our, that, main, our main event, if that's if main event. That's the big one.
0: And we'll s- we'll oh, see what yeah. happens. We got to end up with a top running back. You already, yeah, I that's got some things to think about there, Zeke. Hopefully, it's. it's his
1: I was going to say, will you – this is a actually a good question. Uh, to end this segment, you went huge yep. on Zeke. You spent $74. Are you going to do that for another one? Or would you spend 70, $70, say, on one of the top three guys um, if, it, if it costs that much?
0: It, I don't 100% know. I'm still thinking this over. I'm thinking what would happen in, like, let's say that league. I still think you need to come out with a top running back. And to me, that's a top five guy. And I know in that league it's just going to be – Zeke, and it's going to be McCoy again. Those are going to be the two, and I think I got to come come out of there with one of them. I think that's the way it has to. You have to do it, especially again. This is another one. We look at the situation, we look at the teams we're competing at, and that's another team that has it. There's another team there that has Bell and Johnson again, and Julio. It's just a absolutely stacked team. I think yeah, you got to learn. You got to it's compete.
1: It's strange to say, but if, if Elliot if his suspension actually comes down yep. and say he has three games or something, yep. it will drive his price down and it actually might be more beneficial. You can grab that guy, get yep. other players, and you know, you just have to worry about it for three games. Yep. It's,
0: it's, it's gonna be something to think about and I just think you need you need a top guy. You need top guys and don't wait around for mediocre players. they just they could break out or whatever. Get the guys you know are there and gonna be top guys. That's just I don't know. That's how I see it. But I think that'll be it for today. We'll be back with two more episodes this week. I think tomorrow we'll have wide receivers 16 through 30. We'll go over those. There's a lot of, probably my favorite players actually are in the 16 to 30 range this year for some reason at wide receiver. So we'll probably have a lot to talk about. We will talk to you guys next time.